Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of Astros Baseball. Joining me once again, my co-host Tom. What's up, buddy? Good afternoon, sir. Another great day to be an Astros baseball fan. All right, so this episode we're going to talk about games three and four. We already covered the other two. And then we're going to go over some fun facts. Again, like I said, I watched the post game, got some fun facts. And then two things, two really cool things about Nolan Ryan. And then, of course, fair foul. So let's get into this game. We were shooting for our 10th win, you know, not 10th win in a row. We had one eight, but we had Javier, we had JV. We both said they were going to do it. And you were a hundred percent sure. I think maybe you were pretty sure. <laughs> yes, sir. How shocked are you that we didn't win Wednesday? Uh, I mean, if you told me the Astros scored four runs, I felt pretty confident they'd win. I was really shocked that, you know, the pitching performances that we've gotten this entire series as dominant as the Astros were for the better part of a week and a half, two weeks, they've kind of struggled pitching the last, you know, three, four days. They really did. And then I think a couple episodes ago, we talked about the, the Astros record when they have four or more runs and it was something ridiculous, right? Like 37 and four or something. It was something really ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, uh, they just started in the hole like every game, and it just it just didn't make sense. But you know, it even happened today. Things. It happened today too, but the hole wasn't that big. Very true. All right, so let's go to Wednesday. Christian Javier probably. Uh, I'll tell you this. This is my thoughts on what happened. I think Christian Javier had these two amazing games that he was pitching better than he really is. Is that a safe and a fair assessment of him? Uh, or is he really that good? 14 strikeouts, 13 strikeouts, one run and 14 innings. He's not that good. So I think with every player, it doesn't matter what player we're talking about throughout a season, you're going to catch peak and you might catch, you know, the Valley. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle, right? So oh, yeah. we definitely probably saw peak Javier the last couple of games. This was a little bit of a regression to the meat. Yeah, to, I mean, Wednesday, it wasn't a horrible Javier. It just isn't the one we got the last two games. So I'm not saying he's bad. I really like Javier. I like how he pitches. I like everything about him. But I'm just saying, if your expectations for Christian Javier is to throw seven innings and strike 14 guys out every game, that's not going to happen. And just like... uh just like JV. I mean, he dominated today. He's dominated before. And he's had games where, you know, he gives up six runs. So, like you said, it happens. But let's get into the storing, buddy. Uh, we've got Merrifield with a home run. Dozier with a two-run homer. So, he's already given up two home runs. Top of the second, Rivera had a home run, four to zero. 
And I didn't quite catch it, but there was some stat about X amount of games. He had only given up three home runs and he gave up or he had only given up like four or five home runs in a certain time span. And he gave up three in that in the first two innings. Yeah, I heard something similar. Uh, they were just squaring him up. And credit to this this Royals team, they really came in here, you know, set on taking the series. They played they played the Strohs really tough. You can see the the Royals as a team, maybe like the Astros back then, where they had a few young guys, and they they're starting to get better. They're starting to get seasoned, and and they'll get to the point where okay, all of our guys are good. Now let's go pick up, you know, people like Michael Brantley. Let's go get some starting pitchers. So they're, I, I think they're on their way to being a good team. Uh, bottom of the second, Myers had a RBI double four to one. Dozier, RBI double five to one. In the bottom of the fourth, Tucker had an RBI single, brought in Alvarez, made it five to two. Then Tucker scored on a Myers ground out, five to three. And Aledmus Diaz, solo home run, five to four. We're right back in it. And then we go to the ninth, Benatendi at an RBI double, and Melendez, who's done a lot of damage against the Astros in this series. An RBI single, seven to four. Astros not able to score any runs after the six. Naris is the one that gave up those runs. Thoughts on Naris? And also, like, they didn't score, so it really didn't matter. Well, my thoughts on Naris have been the thoughts that I've had the last couple of weeks. I just feel like he's overworked. You know, this guy has been really, really good, but he's like the guy every single day. I feel like Naris, you got to think about him like some of these other guys. Well, we, we're not going to pitch, you know, Presley back to back to back. So you can't turn around and pitch Naris, you know, like four times in six days or something like that. Yeah, they need to listen to me and put Seth Martinez out there. They, they used Bobby, not Bobby, but Brian Abreu a couple of times already in the last few games in situations they could have used Seth. Dusty, listen to me, Seth Martinez. <laughs> so anyway, Javier goes five innings, only four hits, but he had three walks, five runs, seven strikeouts, so he still got pretty good strikeouts, and I owe you $5 because you had yeah. nine strikeouts, and I had I had 10 or, 10 or higher, I think. It was nine and a half. <laughs> was the over-under, gave up one homer. He lost the six and four ERA still 3.01. So he's still one of the best pitchers out there. I mean, 301 is pretty good. Abreu, an inning and a third, two walks. He has trouble, you know, throwing strikes, but he didn't allow any runs. Stanek didn't allow any runs, but he did load the bases. Two hits and a walk. He got out of it, though. And then Naris, three hits and two runs. Kyle Tucker, two for four. Myers, two for four. Diaz had a home run. And then this is what I want to ask you about because you were a guest on another podcast and y'all discussed Dubon leading off. He went 0 for 5. Myers went 2 for 4. And you spoke that maybe Myers should be the one that led off when Altuve had the day off. Yeah, I really felt like if you're going to lead off with a guy, you, you want somebody, you know, on base, you want a high average guy. Myers has, you know, not in a small sample size, shown to be pretty good. I think his batting average was right around 300 through 10 games or something to that effect, where Dubon had been playing basically the whole season and he's about a 200 hitter. I, I get it, you know, maybe he's a left, right, left, right thing, but I just feel like, 
for, for the time being, when you're missing your big bats, the best thing to do is just stack up the best ones up top and give each other the, the best chance to score runs. So Kansas City scored seven runs on nine hits. The Astros had four runs on seven hits. The Astros were two for nine with the runners in scoring position. They left seven on base. Do you have any more thoughts on Wednesday's game, Christian Javier, whatever, before we move to today's game? The, the only thing I'll say is that, you know, it really kind of highlighted the bullpen, right? You know, when you have to go to Neris so much, when you don't necessarily trust Seth Martinez enough, it really makes me think that if they're going to be players in, in the free agent market or the, the trade deadline market, I should say, the bullpen needs to be addressed. All right, let's go to Thursday, which when I take my notes, it's funny. I always write JV Day. I don't write Justin Verlander. I write JV Day. It's always a bit, it's like a holiday, right? JV Day. So anyway, Kansas City, and you said it, and, I, and we, we all know, and it feels like it if it's not true, but Kansas City has probably led every game this series. And before that, you know, playing all the New York teams, no one ever led a game against the Astros except the two walk-offs that the Yankees had. But Kansas City was bringing it to us. They were up 1-0 to zero in the top of the second, and then they had a sack fly in the top of the fourth. They were up 2-0. to zero. And I'm here to tell you, I was at work, and they let everybody out early except us. And uh, we w- were watching the game on the computer. We saw Maldonado get a hit, and I believe there was two outs. And then Altuve had the two-run homer and brought him in and tied it up. Then, of course, the main man, Jordan Alvarez, 26th home run, makes it 3-2. to two. Then we piled on some more runs at the end. Altuve, a sack, fly 4-2. to two. Diaz, who's who's had a great series. Think about him, player of the series, maybe. An RBI double brought in Chaz. 5-2 to two final. And I'm here to tell you, buddy, we're talking about, does Jordan have the national media with him? MLB uh, tweeted a picture of him, another home run. So I think he does. Oh, absolutely. I, I Like I said, I think the purists, they definitely identify with Jordan Alvarez. I think, you know, to get that big, that, that secondary push that you need from the fan base, you know, basically screaming for the MVP to be Jordan. In the end, I'm sure, you know, it's, it's the writers that are going to vote it and, you know, they're going to, they're going to come to their conclusions however they want. But I feel like you, you never dispute like, okay, so Mike Trout, he wins it like, every year that ends in five or whatever. I don't know, but he's super popular. He's one of the most popular players, but he's always playing on a team that doesn't make the playoffs, but he wins MVPs. I feel like the popularity carries weight. I can't believe he signed with him talking about trout. You think he would want to go somewhere and win, but here's a fun fact that I got from the uh, post game, Kansas city pitchers, the Royals pitchers walk 10 Astros. Do you know how many of those Astros that walk scored? Uh, one, one, one. How could you walk 10 guys and it doesn't come back to haunt you? That's just so amazing. And, uh, I didn't realize this was happening, but Jose Altuve, six game hitting streak. Think about him too, you know, for a player of the series, he's 10 for 23 in the last six games during the streak, scored five runs, six RBI. So it's an RBI every game, two homers and two doubles. What do you think about Altuve? He's the leader that we need him to be. I mean, flat out, 
this team, this game going, you know, middle innings, it was really lifeless. You know, he hits the big homer to give it, give the energy, tie the game up, new ball game. I mean, what more can you say about Jose Altuve? Altuve walked twice today. He had three RBIs. Maldonado, Martin Maldonado. Last time he had one good game, I gave him the player of the series. Three for three with a walk. Okay. That's nuts. And Alex Bregman, again, we always know this. He, you know, he's been hitting good lately, but he's always getting his walks. He walked twice as well. JV picked up the win. He was the first guy to get 11, 10 wins. So is he the first guy to get 11? Correct. All right. So he's 11 and three, six innings, seven hits, two runs, only one earned, two walks, and eight strikeouts. His ERA is a even two. Maton gave up no runs. Montero gave up no runs. And Presley had save number 18. The Astros win the series three to one. Think about this. You know, you might be disappointed, folks, that the Astros lost their eight-game winning streak and they didn't win 10 games in a row. But they win this series three to one. And they just had a seven and one homestand. And we will take that every time, right, buddy? Absolutely. I mean, you talk, you spoke about it last, last time out, you know, they, this team started 11 and 11. They basically gave the entire league an 11 game head start. You take that, you take that first, you know, two and a half weeks, three weeks away. And, and what would the records be? I don't know, but let's get to that. Uh, <laughs> here's some more fun facts. 44 home runs. The Astros have in the last 21 games. So that is what? That's an average of more than two, a little little bit over two. They've homered in 16. I'm going to give you a trivia question here, see if you can get it. 16 of 17 games of the last 17 games, which game did they not homer in? The no-hitter? No, they, they didn't homer in the two-to-one win versus the Yankees. Oh, okay, okay. I knew it was one of them. So they didn't homer. They, they, they won the game they didn't homer. Dusty is now number nine. He was tied for ninth going into the game. Well, going into both games, but he finally got it. And he has 2,041 wins. Joe McCarthy's number eight. He has 2,125. So Dusty needs 84 wins. Not going to get it this year. Will he either? I mean, I, I think if he doesn't manage the Astros next year, he probably doesn't manage anywhere. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I wonder if the only way he manages next season is if they win it all, if he wants to try to get it again. I, I, I feel like there's a scenario in my mind where ownership has already kind of told Joe Espada, like, hey, we're going to give him one more run at this thing, and if he gets it done, great, then we'll re- re- reassess. If he doesn't, then you're our guy. Yeah, I mean, I've I've read and saw interviews where – they said, and I think it might have been Jeff Blum, but he's, I mean, but somebody said this, that the, the guys love playing for Dusty. So I guess if he's able to do it and the Astros want him, but you talked about a spotter, like, do they risk losing him? If that's the guy they want for the future. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of a tough situation. Well, there were teams last season that were hot and heavy for Joe Espada. Uh, a lot of people kind of, Felt like it was a foregone conclusion that he was going to take a job somewhere else. And for whatever reason, he decided to come back and sign on. And the idea was that he's the guy in waiting. And, you know, Jim Crane and Click told him, like, hey, you're our guy. Don't go anywhere. And 
this is who wouldn't want to be a part of the situation, right? They're built to go for a long time. Oh yeah. That that's a lot what I'm reading a lot about the uh the media. It was uh the uh, did you tell me that about the guy from Detroit? Yes, sir, absolutely. It was Chris I, Chris Candelino or Chris something. Exactly right. Yeah, I can't think of his last name. It's an Italian sort of name, and he's the Detroit guy. He was doing his own thing and pretty cool guy, knows a lot of stuff, very passionate. And he got hired by Barstool, pretty awesome. He's actually either been on here or or he did like a video for uh, Sunday Strohs, but he's done something with me before. But anyway, where am I at? Okay, so he needs 84 to get into eighth place. But I don't see that ever happening. I mean, I don't think he cares about that because whoever's number one is probably pretty far away. I didn't even look at that. But anyway, the next six games are on the road. They go to Oakland and LA Angels. They are now 54 and 28. And I find this very amazing. They are 27 and 12 at home, 27 and 16 on the road. Yeah, those are great numbers. I mean, you know, the formula that everybody talks about, you know, kind of ad nauseum, you know, you win two thirds of your games at home, you go even on the road and you're, you know, 90 win team, playoff team, something like that. So they're way ahead of that pace right now. And I know like each loss, you know, some of the Astro faithful gets a little swayed. Well, we lose to a bad team or this and that, but you don't get the record that they have without beating a bunch of teams. Yeah. You know, you talk about those fans. Maybe we're losing and they're, you know, some people overreact and I'm fine with that. To me, all that means is you're passionate. You're passionate and it's bothering you that they lose, that you want them to win every game. I mean, it doesn't mean you're a bad fan. And so I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. It's funny to say fan too many times, but I'm not a fan of fan police. (laughs) Like you may not agree with the way I fan and I may not agree with the way you fan because we do it differently, but let us do it our own way. If I, if, if you're a pat on the back, the Astros are fine. You know, we always got to support them or you're a guy that gets mad. It's either way. I mean, there's no wrong way to do it. I, I guess I am a, a, a closet fan police guy. Cause I just, I see, I see it all. Right. I try to look at the big picture. I don't try to take it like live and die with each game. I mean, the postseason, obviously you do that, but like 162 games, you know, there's every day is you're not going to be your day. I mean, and throughout our normal lives, you know, like how many days do we just not have it? You know, and it's like if somebody was in my corner, you know, fanning for me hard on the day that I didn't have it, they'd be really upset. Yeah. All right. So let's look at the Oakland series Friday or Saturday, Framber and Sunday Odorizzi. I believe Saturday and Sunday's games are at three o'clock our time. Not exactly sure. It was kind of in the background while I was eating dinner, but they were talking about uh, JV and giving him rest. So they skipped him on purpose to give him rest. And and Dusty said they'll do it again. They got a six man rotation. They're going to keep him rested because they need him, and I'm okay with that. So we got five new fair fouls, but before that, before that, I just came across two really cool Nolan Ryan facts, and one of them I believe I've already said before. But number one is somebody tweeted this or shared it or whatever, but it says one of the craziest baseball facts of all time 
Nolan Ryan has zero Cy Young wins. How nuts is that? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely horrible. Like, like that's like a baseball error that needs to be corrected somehow. I mean, if you're like, who's the best pitchers in the world? You could name 10 of them or 20, and you're going to name him. I mean, how do, how do you not? That's one of the first names you think of, Nolan Ryan. It, his name is, it goes with pitching, especially in Texas. And then every pitcher you name in between there, before, after, he's probably got more wins, probably got more strikeouts, and they all have more sidelines. Yep. All right, here's the second one. And this one's really cool. And I, this is the one I think I've said before. Seven players who got struck out by Nolan Ryan had sons that Nolan Ryan also struck out. <laughs> That's how long he played. I did not know that. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's got to be like a badge of honor, right? You know, I got him and his kid. Yeah. Hey, I got struck out by Nolan Ryan. Hey, so did my dad. <laughs> That's pretty funny. All right, so let's go to fair or foul. All right, we are back with five fair fouls, and my boy Tom stepped up and came up with two, but I think your coworker came up with one of these, right? Right, right, right. There's a lady. Um, she handles all of our parts, you know, issues our stuff, and uh, I was talking about the podcast, you know, telling her I had a show today, and she goes, well, you know, if you're looking for something to discuss, I'm always interested in the great French fry debate. Well, I'm looking forward to that because I have lots – I have lots of comments on that for you. All right, so <laughs> it's, let's start. It's a good one. Let's start with number one, the only baseball fair foul. On the post game, they were talking to uh, Dusty, and they were talking about all-star voting, and he was saying that Tucker needs to be an all-star, but he just doesn't get the attention that Jordan or Altuve gets. So fair foul, Tucker will be an all-star. I mean, he was, what, 10th? Uh, in the final nine, he just barely missed the cut. Uh, yeah, I mean, selfishly, I want to say fair, but I feel like it's going to be foul. I hope that he at least gets a chance at it. I know that MLB, or I believe MLB has that last player in for each side. And if, if you know, he's one of the three players or whatever that's nominated for that, you know, then I feel like the Astros faithful can get him in the game. But if he's not nominated for that, well, then he's got no shot. Yeah, if he's in that final player in thing, Houston is going to have to step up big time, big time to get him in there. So I think he deserves it, but will he get in? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think there's enough. Uh, like you said, maybe if he gets in that that last spot, but you have more than likely JV is going to get in. So that's three Astros. You know, we're uh, trying to get uh, Stanek in there too. That's four Astros. Well. Tucker make it five. I just don't think he's going to get in. I, just, I really don't. Yeah, it'll, it'll be really hard. I just, I mean, it'd be nice because I feel like he's earned it. All right, number two. I got this from just sitting in the kitchen, looking around the house. We used to have the reclining sofas. We had the long sofa and then the the love seat had the armrest with the, with the uh, cup holders. And they were all recliners, all electric. The top of the line, but now we have a sectional. It's a big sectional, and it, uh, we call it a cozy corner. Or what would we, um, she's going to be so mad? <laughs> what do we call it? Oh my god, cuddle corner, cuddle. 
All right. Cuddle, cuddle. So when we get to number five of Fair Foul, folks, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna know a lot more about me. Cuddle corner and then number five. Oh no, I'm giving too much away. So anyway, buddy, sectionals are better than uh, reclining sofas. Fair foul. So for me, it's 100% fair. And the reason being is because I've had both. And when you have those reclining sofas and you live in apartments, uh, as I did, you know, shortly after my time in the military, they are impossible to move and incredibly heavy. They're all, you know, they're all metal where a sectional, you know, it's really nothing to it. And they're not nearly as heavy. You're right. They're super heavy because I gave mine away. And it was, they're, they're really, 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 really heavy. I mean, I'll give them three reallys. That might've been four. I don't know, but it's a <laughs> lot of reallys. But yeah, I mean, an, here's another point about those reclining sofas. It depends. I mean, maybe there's different ones, but ours was all grooved, you know, to, for where you sit and you can't really lay on them. You know, it's not flat. It's not comfortable to lay on. I, I like to lay on the couch, but we, so I say fair. I say sectionals are better. But we have our, uh, I forgot the name of it again, Cuddle Corner. We have our Cuddle Corner. Love it. It's just the best way to watch TV. It's the best way to cuddle with your loved one. Sectionals, better than reclining sofas. Number three, this is yours, Tom. This is your uh, coworker. So I hope yeah, she's listening. Yeah. Grilled vegetables are better than steamed. So... I personally love grilled vegetables. Grilled vegetables are where it's at. Um, I understand steamed vegetables is probably, you know, a little easier. It's probably healthier. But you give me that little char on on asparagus, broccoli, whatever, corn on the cob. Can't beat it. I say fair, too. If you go to H-E-B, they have that uh, skewer. That's vegetables. It's like onions and uh bell peppers, mushrooms, and something else, but it's all vegetables. And I like to buy meat and put on the grill, but also have those so I could grill all those vegetables. So I say fair. I, I really like grilled vegetables as well. Yeah, I feel like if, if you're not in Texas and you're not grilling, you're not doing it right. <laughs> all right, that's number three. So number four, crinkle cut fries are the best kind of fries. Fair or foul? So this was actually Sharon's. She was the big fry. Oh, person. my bad, buddy. My bad. All my good. Bad. All Sharon, good. Sharon, I'm sorry. <laughs> she uh, she was telling a story earlier today about, you know, the best fries at all the restaurants we eat lunch at or whatever. And she was talking about this one place. It's a diner called Avalon and uh, it's in Stafford. And she was all about like their crinkle cut and you eat them with gravy and the gravy kind of sits in little grooves. She was like absolutely to the moon. But myself, like I'm going to say foul because myself, steak fries for me is where it's at. Love steak fries. Like Red Robin steak fries. Mm -hmm. I can tell you there's steak fries. Amazing. Curly fries. Amazing. <laughs> Waffle fries. Amazing. And crinkle cut fries are amazing. So I have a restaurant story as well. In Oklahoma, there's a restaurant called Brahms. It's like a Dairy Queen. In a way, you know, it's a burger place and they have a lot of ice cream and they have crinkle cut fries and I really love them. And we went and ate somewhere and they had crinkle cut fries, too. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. But 
it's really tough. It's tough between crinkle cut fries and steak fries because steak fries are really, really good. I didn't even think about those. But because I'm a big Brahms fan, I'm going to go with fair. Crinkle cut fries are the best. Not, not a bad choice. I mean, there's no wrong answer, right? Any fries for me other than burnt, let's do it. Oh, yeah. So the other day, my wife made pork chops and they look like T-bones. And uh, of course, I took a picture of it, fair or foul. And, uh, but she's like, you want mashed potatoes? And I said, no, I want au gratin. That's what I call them, the, the diced ones with the cheese or whatever. And uh, I can't remember what it's called now. What's it called? It's not au gratin. It's another one. Oh, the, the, the actual name for it? Yeah. It's, it's potatoes and it's in cheese and sauce. And oh, I- my goodness. <laughs> I want to call her in here and ask her. I don't really cook, so I'm the wrong guy. You know, I'm, I'm a fast food guy. I was so trying to think of it at work, too, because I showed someone the pictures of my food from last night. And I was like, <laughs> oh, babe. Look at these potatoes, boys. Babe, tell me what it is right now. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the next one. Maybe I'll think of it while we're talking about this last one. All Number right. five. And, and I had my very first one last weekend. I don't know if it's a manly thing to do, but it was pretty awesome. And my answer is fair pedicures. <laughs> so um, pedicures are a thing. And, you know, I, I know that like some, some, some guys would probably think, you know, that's not a macho thing for me. If you're going to give me a recliner or like a, like a recliner, like lazy boy chair or whatever, let me sit in it have a little, have a little massage thing going on while somebody is working on my feet, scrubbing away all the dead skin, clipping, sign me up all the time. hundred percent fair. Now that being said, I think I get one like once a year, maybe. So it's not like I'm doing this like all the time, but every once in a while, absolutely. All right, buddy. I looked it up while you're talking. It's scalloped. 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 I know my wife's already came in the room and told me when she's listening to this, (laughs) but yeah, they're really, really, really good. But my, I mean, you know, I'm just like, I just want a pedicure because I've never had one and my feet are pretty rough. I mean, 51 years of having all that, you know, that buildup in your heels. I pretty, I thought they were just going to go to town on that. But, you know, they, they cut your nails, take all that stuff, you know, clean them out really well. And, uh, and then they do your feet. You know, they scrub your feet with that cheese grater looking thing and it doesn't really hurt, but I'm really ticklish. The lady had to keep pulling my feet back. I, I wasn't used to it. But overall, I mean, they had some kind of purple stuff that was kind of grainy and she massaged my legs and then put hot towels on my legs and my feet. It was awesome. It was I, I put a picture of it. I don't know if I tweeted it or put it on Facebook, but I put the best $30 I've ever spent. <laughs> Uh, I had a buddy that speaking of the purple stuff or whatever, right. <clears throat> you know, I was an aircraft mechanic in the military. So we always had the, uh, the pumice, the soap with the pumice in it. And like uh, Gojo. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And then like my buddy was like, I was telling him the same story. Right. And he's like, they put, pu- they put the Gojo, they put the pumice on your, on your feet. I was like, man, I don't know. Whatever it was felt great. So for all those men that are skeptical, just go ahead and get it done. It's not even an awkward thing when you walk in anymore, I, I, from what I've been told. You know, oh, they're just, no. They're used to it. Yeah, not at all. And then she's like, do you want a margarita or, you know, or, a, you know, asking me, I don't remember what the other drinks were because I said margarita, but 
Yeah, dude, I'm sitting there with <laughs> someone taking care of my feet, drinking a margarita. Jeez, I mean, what a life. Oh. <laughs> I felt like a king. If if I, if you ever wonder what, what it feels like to be a king and you haven't had a pedicure, go do it. It's pretty awesome. All right, Tom, you got any final thoughts, buddy? I mean, I always try to have something, you know, I'm really, really proud of this club, you know, seven and one homestand. I mean, if I told you before the homestand started, you were going to give up one game. You take that every time. Now they go out on the road. They, they'll spend, you know, what, a week, two weeks in California and teams they should beat. Uh, I was really nervous about Arkady going against Oakland, but then I remembered Seattle is his kryptonite. So hopefully he'll pitch well there and they'll just keep this party going. I'll be really disappointed if we lose any games to Oakland. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> That's a rivalry thing, though. Yeah, but they're bad. They are really bad. I hate Oakland. I hate, hate, hate watching games in Oakland. I cannot stand that drum stuff. Yeah. It really annoys me. And then the stupid, huge uh, foul territory. Hate it. Hate it. That's my final thought. <laughs> All right, guys, we appreciate you guys listening. You know, last time we said we had the, the best night or the best day, you know, listen wise since we, uh, you know, moved to Minute Media. And uh, yesterday we almost beat it or, or today. Yeah, yesterday. So we've had two really, really good days in a row. Things are we're getting some traction here on the show. And we really appreciate all of you that's been here a long time and and the new guys that are just getting on board. We really, really appreciate that you guys listening it means a lot to us so we will see you next time on astros baseball tell them bye tom see y'all next time with the mcdonald's app you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door so if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink consider this a sign Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply. Not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.